If you're looking for Jennifer Flowers, you came to the right place. She's here on Don Wilson's Hollywood Beat. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Don Wilson's Hollywood Beat. On today's program, we've got the best of Jennifer Flowers as far as being on my podcast. And uh, she talks a little bit about uh, the lockdown, her new podcast that she's got coming up herself, the Jennifer Flowers Hour. And I love the ring of that. And uh, she gives a prediction of the presidential election. So hang with me right here on Don Wilson's Hollywood Beat for Jennifer Flowers. Jennifer talks about uh, her admiration of the Lennon sisters here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, watching them on television was was wonderful. They were also darling, so talented, and they're still as Now that's a family of talent because now there are three uh, sisters that are still active, and then they have nieces that fill in each other periodically as the four. Uh, they just have four now. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, just, they're just so talented. Runs in the jeans. That's right. That's right. i cover a little something that you, people normally wouldn't know about you. We talked one night. Of course, you knew I knew Elvis. But you went to see him perform one time. Uh, how'd that come about? What you do? Well, I did. <laughs> that's, that's what a, what a my bragging right. Uh, well, I got, had a friend who called me and asked if I wanted to go to an Elvis concert. And I said, well, sure. You know, of course I do. So he picked me up and we went, you know, to the auditorium. And um, he had gotten in line to get us a Coke. And I was standing back. because so There was a long line, lots of people. And I was kind of standing back to stay out of the hubbub. And I looked over to my right, and there were two guys standing in, like, a doorway dressed a lot. And I thought, well, my thought was, well, there must be with the band. Mm-hmm. And they kind of grinned at me and flirted a little, and I stuck my nose up and turned my head away, and then I thought, well, that was so stupid. <laughs> 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 They're obviously with a band, and you want to meet Elvis. So I looked back at them and smiled, and they came over, and they said that they were going to stay in town that night. And, you know, wanted somebody to show them around and places to go, you know, after the concert. And I said, well, I know all the places to go, but I really want to meet Elvis. So they told me uh, when the Sweet Inspiration started singing, it was like a third song into their act, for me to get up and come back. And they pointed back to the doorway. There was a man, like a guard, standing there. And they said, you know, come here, and he'll call us, and we'll come get you, and we'll introduce you to Elvis. And I thought, well, right, but I thought, it's worth it. It's worth it, Chad. That's right. When I heard the song, they told me to look out for I got up, went over to that doorway, and gave him my name, and he said, okay, just a minute. And then one of the guys came and got me, took me down this long hall into a dressing room area. There were several people in there. And, of course, among them was Elvis. And he was standing there. He had started wearing his white outfit, and he was absolutely gorgeous. He, he, this, this guy took me over and said, Elvis, I'd like for you to meet Jennifer. 
And he took my hand and kissed it. He said, Jennifer, you have beautiful eyes. And I said, so do you. <laughs> mentioned charisma. You know what Elvis said the charisma is? He said, What's that? Uh, God's light shining through man. Oh, wow. I agree. Yeah. That's, a, that's a really quite a way to put it. You were singing, and then you got to meet Elvis and all these different things. What uh, steered you uh, to become interested in being a reporter? That was, that was kind of a crazy thing. Uh, I did a commercial to promote a children's theater downtown. Uh, I was I, I, heavenly going up in a, the name of the theater was the Hot Air Balloon Theater. Mm -hmm. So the premise of the commercial was to use a hot air balloon. I dressed up in a little costume, and Captain Cloud and I go up in the balloon and do this little promotion thing for the theater, and that was that. Well, the guy that owned the theater was exchanging advertising time with Channel 4 and so on, so he had a communication with the president of the station president of the station saw the commercial and called this man to get information on me. And uh, the guy knew, knew that the agent that I used, so he gave him his number. And he, uh, the president of the station called the agent and said, I wonder if she would be interested in reading uh, to be a co-anchor. Well, at that time, the co-anchor situation had just Become extremely popular because you had Jane Pauley on the Today Show with uh, uh, what's his name now? I can't think. Uh, Tom, uh, Tom Brokaw. Brokaw. And so on. And, and so all the local stations were starting to do the male female co anchor. Now, at this point, women weren't really welcome in the newsroom. It had really, really been a man's world. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, anyway, I went in for an audition. And, and did a reading, and he uh, called me back in eventually. I had I met with a couple of other people, and they offered me the job. I was I started out as a news reporter. I did the weather uh, in the this is an NBC affiliate in the little uh, little space that they do in the mornings on the Today Show when they go to the local market. Mm -hmm. I did the weather then and. Uh, and I was a news reporter, but I was training to be a co-anchor. Well, I really, I really was. But, well, like I said, it was a great experience. And I would say most of the experiences I've had, whether in the entertainment business, traveling with Roy Clark, being a news reporter, uh, I might not choose to repeat being a news reporter, but I'm certainly grateful for the opportunity to have done it. Jennifer Flowers talks about her new website, and she gives a prediction on the presidential election right after this word. Hi, this is Ginger Alden. Join me for an evening in Memphis at the Hugh Hotel on August 12th, 2020 from 5 to 10 p.m. Tickets on sale at Ticket Spice for an evening with Ginger. Hey, Don. Uh, wanted to let you know that the name of my podcast is The Jennifer Flowers Hour. Uh, our logo is Making Sense of the Crazy. We're going to have some very serious topics discussed and we'll have a lot of fun. 
So I hope everybody will join me. I'm going to be placing it on uh, jenniferflowers.com. And my prediction, uh, Joe Biden will take Hillary Clinton as his running mate should he uh, get by this with this situation with Tara Reid primarily unscathed. I believe that we'll see that come to pass. That's just my prediction. It's been a pleasure to talk to you as always, and I hope that you'll be a guest on my show. Take care. Well, Jennifer, great minds think alike. I recall seeing uh, Joe Biden uh, on television when Hillary Clinton endorsed him, and he fell asleep. It must be boring in the basement, Joe. This is going to be a wild <laughs> election year. I've never seen one like it. I hope everybody can get back to normal. And uh, to me, there's no new normal. There's back to normal. Next up, Jennifer Flowers remembers meeting Bill Clinton for the first time right after this word. Yeah, well, let's just touch very briefly on this. But, you know, one of your first assignments was covering Bill Clinton, right? Yes, it was. I had been in training so that I would go out with other reporters. And this was the first time I was sent out by myself with my cameraman. Bill had been in Washington. He was the attorney general. And it was, it, was, it was rumored that he was going to run for governor. And so they sent me out to interview him about his trip to Washington, D.C., and ask him the question, have you decided if you're going to run for governor? And so um, I went to the airport with my uh, cameraman, and there were several of us there. All of them, you know, the stations were represented, plus newspaper reporters and and so on. And uh, Bill, you know, got off the plane. He started walking toward us, and he just ignored. I was sort of standing over. As he was looking at us, I was on his far right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he just kind of made a beeline toward me. And he said, where did they find you? And I said, because well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was so nervous anyway, you know, just being my first time out by myself. But I wanted to do so well. And, and I was really concentrating about the interview, what I was going to ask him and so on, if I, if I got a chance to talk to him. Because sure. there were several reporters, and there was always that chance that, you know, they're going to go through the others and not have time for everybody. And I said, well, uh, how would you... I just ignored what he said, and I just started asking him the questions. And he answered them. Uh, then he went over and gave a few more interviews. But I, I actually had met him prior to that because he, he had, I guess, I guess I looked different in a, in a business suit and with my hair very conservative as a reporter then I had looked on stage because he used to come into places where I was performing. Uh, you didn't recognize you. Yeah. They can listen. So, uh, yeah, that was my, that was my first real encounter though with him. Well, that's a whole different show, but I want to concentrate on your performing, but <laughs> isn't it though? Yeah, it is, you know, so, uh, or well, maybe another time we'll do that. But I mean, just, Tell me how you felt in that firestorm with all the, you know, the press and all of that during that time. Oh, I can't even, you know, it's just hard to describe, really. It's like being on a bull ride without a book of instructions. <laughs> what the hell was going to happen to you when you finally got off? Uh, it, it was, 
And see, that was back in a time when we didn't have social media. Mm-hmm. I didn't have I didn't have my own web page until the late nineties. So there wasn't a way for me to personally, you know, like Donald Trump now, obviously has a means of communicating directly with the public and to others. Uh, I didn't have that. So uh, I was up against a huge power structure. It was just little old me and my lawyer and and so on, you know, and they were they were doing the very best they could to assassinate my character so that, you know, people wouldn't believe me. The press does that, don't uh, they? Well, do they ever? Um, they really do. It's, it's, I'll tell you, I don't believe I've ever had a new, uh, whether it's television or newspaper story, told that they got it accurate. Hmm. And, you know, and when they do, they're doing the newspaper interviews, a lot of times they'll record them. And I'm thinking, did you not listen to the recording? Because they will quote you improperly. And I'm sure you know all about this, too. And, yeah. Because uh, you've had a lot of dealings with the media. Of course, I'm sure yours has been good. Mine was very controversial, and, you know, they they would come with an agenda, and it didn't matter who I was, who I really was, and what I was really about. And it didn't matter if I was telling the truth or not. They had an agenda, and that's the way they were going to slant the story. Well, that's... So it was very, very, very difficult, and there were times when I thought, if this is the quality of life that I'm going to have, I'm not sure I want to live. Mm. But then I would think about my mom and what it would do to her if I ever followed through on doing something to myself. And, of course, I'd put that thought out of my mind. Well, I'm glad you but did. It was that. It was that. It was that bad at times. It really was. Well, I just don't think people realize that, and uh, that's like today. You know, you still have that. What do you think of today's political climate and all of the what the press is reporting and not reporting? You have a, a, an opinion oh, on that? Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 oh no. Well. Having been through what I have, and I, I know for a fact uh, that there's a lot of fake media, I, I, I like Donald Trump. I know him personally, and I, I think that he's one of the only presidents that I've experienced in my time that has actually fulfilled most of his campaign promises. That's right. But he has he a big, big problem on his hands, and I worry about it. Because I know that one big problem on his hands, and I worry about it. Because I know that once, you know, the power structure that's against him at this point, and the media, for the most part, uh, there are just things that can happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that concerns me for him. But I do, now, some of the way he, you know, sometimes the way he puts things is not, I don't think it's appropriate. But I do love and adore his opportunity to communicate directly with the public. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that he can do that because I know how it feels to not be able to do that and to try to find someone that you can trust to get your word out. And that's, that was what all I could do back then. Or I just had to suck it up and say, okay, you know, that's just the way it is. They can just say those 
dirty, awful bad things about me. There's nothing I can do. And you wrote two books, so I guess at, at that time especially, that was your way of getting the, the story out, whereas today it would be different. Right. Yeah. yeah, You're exactly right, Don. You nailed it. Um, that was my first opportunity to tell it like it really happened. Yeah. Because I wrote that book with a with a uh, an editor, mm-hmm. and that was you know that was it. That was the first time that book came out in '95. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, it's, and not everybody read the book. I mean, the book did well, thankfully, but you know, not everybody read the book. It's a no story. So here again, I mean, there's just a lot of there are a lot of people that unfortunately, and I'm not just talking about in my case, but I mean in general. And I know if people are busy with their lives, especially people with children and careers and, and mothers trying to, and single mothers, single dads trying to work, trying to take care of the kids and so on, they have their hands full. And I'm sure they're exhausted at the end of the day. But most people don't take the time to bother to get to the facts, the real facts. And you can't do that listening to the Today Show. You can't do that reading certain newspapers. Uh, you've got to go to several different sources to sort of accumulate facts and then put your determination of that story together at that point. You have to go to a bit of an effort. And most, a lot of folks don't care to, to take the time. Do you think one of the reasons that they give the president an extremely hard time is because of the fact that he wasn't a politician in the first place, and he's really rocking their boat. Oh, honey, is he ever? And I love it. When he talks about, you know, draining the swamp, that you've got these old-time politicians that are sitting their butts in Washington for years and years getting rich, and do you think that they want their little mess kits interrupted? Oh, no. And that's for the Republicans, too. Right. That's... Most of them that have been there for long periods of time, uh, they don't want they don't want his mess up. They got a name, uh, so Donald's shaking it up on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> He's not just a Democrat, and that Nancy Pelosi. Oh my God, I'd, I'd just appreciate if she could put together a sentence that made sense. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? I'm, I'm, I, I'm on the same page you are and everything, and I love it when you pop up on Fox News and, and you get a chance to say something, you know, because, you know, I know a lot of people like to tune in and hear what you have to say, which is one of the reasons I wanted to get you to talk about that here. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, I've done uh, Laura Ingram show several times. She's really good about, you know, letting me say what I have to say, and Sean Hannity, of course. Uh, but there aren't many, mm-hmm. you know, with those shows that I would trust to do them. And the thing is, is that I'm not, I'm not burning with desire to do a lot of that anymore, unless there's just some particular subject that I want to address and happens to, you know, mean a lot to me, uh, because I have been the public eye for so long now, uh, that, you know, and, and dealt with so much. I have a little bit of PTSD, honestly. Mm. So uh, I'm just not real eager to do too much of it. But but I know that I have the opportunity with, with those folks. You know, but I know that I have the opportunity with, with those folks, you know, to get a fair shake. That's all I ask for. I'm not asking for them to 
to take my side or to, uh, you know, me, you know, to be really uh, obviously, you know, for me. I just want them to give me the opportunity, a fair opportunity to state my case and give my facts. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that they do give you that opportunity when when it does come up. Um, but to, and you give me that opportunity, and I love your show. Well, thank you, thank you, Jennifer. I really appreciate that. And uh, you know something that I would. Or what's that, hon? I'm not surprised. I mean, you you are very accomplished. You have accomplished so many things in your life, and this is just another one that's just really great. Oh, thank you. It keeps me busy, so. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to be busy. Yeah. You know what I'd like you to do? I love your singing, and I've seen uh, some of your performances on video. So if you should come out with a concert video. I need to do I need to do another CD, and I need to do that. And I mean, there, there are a few things that I, I want to do, and I have spoken with a producer here uh, about doing another CD. And hopefully we'll get in the studio in January-ish. Um, so, but thank you. Thank you very much. And I would enjoy doing that, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Don, you know, you and I have talked, and you know that I have been taking care, I had been taking care of my mom. Oh, yeah, I know. And I quit doing anything except taking care of her because she needed me so badly. I was afraid to accept singing engagements because... I had to cancel a couple, and you know that's not cool in the business, no matter what the circumstances, and I just finally said, I'm dedicating everything to her, and did, and of course she has passed now, and she of all people would want me to get on with my entertainment career, because she was always, you know, my biggest fan, and was always, always had my back, mm -hmm. so... Now that now that I have you know have moved and gotten settled in, and uh, now I'm going to have that kind of time and can concentrate because you know how that is. Oh yeah, you've got to really you've got to really give it your all. Well, family always comes first. Well, I just was very fortunate that the circumstances turned out that I could spend. You know, if, if I hadn't been able to come up here and be with her, I would have brought her to where I was. If I'd still had my club in New Orleans, I wouldn't have been able to come up here like that, obviously, because I would have a business to run. But I would have brought her there. I mean, I would have either, either way, I would have been with her and there for her. Because, you know, she was always there for me. Mm -hmm. nothing, nothing like a mother's love. That's true. You know, it's hard. Well, I've uh, I've turned some people on to your singing and stuff, and uh, you know they asked me um, what you sound like. I said she sounds like Jennifer Flowers. I mean, she has her own unique style. But <laughs> if I were to say that you, it's several different people that you know I I, I think of. I think of you know Tina Turner even and uh, Dinah Washington and Marilyn Monroe even. I was watching one of your your videos, and but you know it's just like you've got that soul, and you know that's a lot that. Uh, Sometimes a white performer doesn't have as a lot of soul, but you do. So, and, um, and uh, you know what used to irk me was to see a singer on stage that wasn't feeling the song mm -hmm. they were singing. I mean, they were just singing it. They weren't even obviously it seemed like they weren't even paying attention to what the song was about. 
Yeah, I love to do. I love to do all. You know, I love to do a beat, and but I really love ballads, and I really love. You know, the more the, the rhythm and blues soul music because it has so much feeling and. You know, if you've lived enough life and you've had a few relationships, you know what it's like to hurt. Yeah. You know what it's like to have been treated badly. And, you know, all that should go into that music and in the interpretation of a song. Uh, so that's, that's what I do. I can't help it. I couldn't help it if I tried. Uh, because that, to me, otherwise, why do it? That's right. Well, you put 150% in your performances. I mean, that's very evident. You know, the first time anybody sees you, they can see that, I'm sure. Well, thank you. I, I've been, I've been, uh, a lot of times people will come to my shows out of curiosity. Like they came to my club in New Orleans out of curiosity. Sometimes, and they would, a lot of them would tell me before they would leave that they would tell me that. Mm-hmm. You know, we just came in here because of your name and we were just curious. We didn't have any idea that you were. You know, had been a professional performer, but you know, this has been a highlight of our trip, and uh, you know, we just want to thank you for you know making this just a, you know an incredible evening. And I said, oh, I'm so grateful to you, as <laughs> I used to say, I don't care what brings them in as long as they come in. Yeah. And I, that's that's the way it seems to be a lot a lot of times for my shows. I mean, there are folks, of course, that come in because they are familiar with what I do, but. Uh, but here again, uh, and, and I love to make an audience a part of the show, uh, make them feel welcome, warm, and included, and, uh, uh, you know, part of the deal, because they're so important. And you have some surprises that come into your shows, too, some songs. You know, I mean, uh, you know, you could do wedding, like wedding bell blues, of course, People think of Bill, and then you did crazy, right. and <laughs> but then uh, son of a preacher man, and you might do ain't misbehaving, or you know uh, right. when right. a man loves a woman, you know, and then you got those ballads like since I fell for you. So I mean, you really have a nice, rounded show. I tried to do that because my audience is a, a big variety of ages, so you know I've got them from thirty to eighty. So I try to do a little something that that I think it would would please everybody. And I'm good. You know, I've been in the business so long. That's good with me too. Because uh, there's just certain favorite songs that I don't want to, you know, I don't want to leave out. Uh, and I do uh, also, you know, I do songs from the show I did in New York called "Boobs the Musical: The World According to Ruth Wallace." Mm-hmm. Ruth Wallace did parody songs in the 50s, 60s, 70s. And some of them are so cute uh, that when I came home to, at the time I was in New Orleans full time with my club, I incorporated some of those songs into my show. And I thoroughly enjoy doing them. They're just so much fun. And the audience has a lot of fun with them. Like Davies Will Dean. Yeah, right. Yeah, I I saw you do that on a video in New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans. And then boobs. I do boobs, which is really about boobs. But I, you know, I I pretend that Dolly gave me this advice, and you got to have boobs. 
Uh, if you want to impress tycoons or forward foods, you can fill out a sweater. Yeah. Need one or three might be better. I think Dolly thinks of everything. One for dancing. <laughs> you got to be stacked, got to be grouped, got to be individually packed. Forward foods, you can start a romance up, make a man stand right up and take his pants off. <laughs> just really cute stuff. Oh, yeah. Now, that song's pretty direct with it. How about those? But. The other songs are are very very much parody, mm-hmm. and it's it's all in the interpretation, and that's the fun part, is doing those songs. And because if you have a certain look in your eye, and a and a smile on your face when you're when you're you know singing this song, they're going to get it. They're going to get the little naughty side. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you're not saying anything naughty. It can be like indirectly, yeah, and you know, it just comes across, you know. And I saw the reaction of the crowd, and yeah, you know, I just watched you do that. It was so fun, and you had me hooked, you know. And you were talking about Dolly Parton, and then she told me <laughs> you went right into that. I said, Dolly, how can I imagine you even begin to have the kind of success that you've had? What would your advice be? And she looks up at me, and she says, You know, Jennifer, you got to have food if you want to impress. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people after the show they say did Dolly really tell you that I said oh honey no Dolly, Dolly that's just you know I'm just making that up it's a funny and uh, anyway it's fun it's a lot of fun I was getting a little bored with either just doing my shows in general and so I started incorporating a lot of comedy in the form of songs and otherwise and I just sort of you know just made it a new a new deal for me. Mm-hmm. So it's just a lot more fun. Well, that's one thing I can say that it's uh, it's a lot of fun to to listen to you and you know watch you and you know and you only live once you know you got to go for the gusto and you do so. <laughs> thank you, amen. And you do too. Well, I try, I try, and thank you so much, Jennifer, for being on my show. Oh, and Don, anytime. Just uh, give me a call and we'll visit. And uh, I'll catch it. You know, I always enjoy talking to you. Oh, You've yeah. become a good friend. And I feel very blessed that that uh, we, we have gotten to know each other. Because you're an amazing talent. I would love to see you do something live. You know, one of these days maybe, uh, you know, you can. Or maybe we can do something together, you know. <laughs> maybe we'll get, you, we'll get you down here to Branson and we'll do something in a show here. Well, that sounds fun. There's some... There's some of those yeah. songs like that I'd love to do. So not boobs, but you know some of the. <laughs> 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 I'll let you do that one. <laughs> yeah, they would love you here. You're right up the alley. They're alley here. Yeah, they love. They love Don Wilson. Uh, well, I love you too, darling, and uh, thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah, and you have a happy and wonderful and blessed Thanksgiving, you and Denise and, and family and friends. And uh, I'll be talking to you. Oh, yeah, you and uh, too. And of course, Merry, you have a Merry Christmas, and your birthday's coming up pretty soon, too. Oh, Lord, yes. <laughs> You're going to be a year younger. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> well, the majority of that interview was uh, done just around uh, Thanksgiving time last year. And uh, like I said, uh, there's been a couple other recordings that uh, Jennifer's done not too long ago. And including the one today, which I will play again in case uh, you went out of the room and you missed it. And uh, 
I did talk to Jennifer today. Uh, we, we talked for about an hour, and I think that uh, that interview is going to come out uh, as an article. As you can tell, I'm a little stopped up right now. I have a sinus infection, but thank goodness that's all there is, that there is, is a sinus infection. I have problems with my sinuses a lot. So anyway, uh, here's Jennifer again from today. Hey, Don. Uh, wanted to let you know that the name of my podcast is the Jennifer Flowers Hour. Uh, our logo is Making Sense of the Crazy. We're going to have some very serious topics discussed, and we'll have a lot of fun. So I hope everybody will join me. I'm going to be placing it on uh, jenniferflowers.com. And my prediction, uh, Joe Biden will take Hillary Clinton as his running mate should he uh, get by this with this situation with Tara Reid primarily unscathed. I believe that we'll see that come to pass. That's just my prediction. It's been a pleasure to talk to you as always, and I hope that you'll be a guest on my show. Take care. Thanks again for joining me for uh, Don Wilson's Hollywood Beat. I'll catch you on the flip-flop next time right here.